I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Second hour of Clay and Buck starts right now. I'm going to talk to you about the latest in Israel's war against the terrorist group Hamas. Now, there's reporting from over the weekend that the uh, leader of, uh, or a, a leader of Hamas, Osama Hamda, is on video promising a war of liberation is coming not just another October 7th. So this is showing you, I think, what people have been, at least we've been discussing on this show all along, that as long as Hamas continues to exist, there is an unacceptable threat against the Israeli people and the Israeli states. Uh, the only way this conflict comes to an end that is, uh, that is, or should be acceptable to the Israeli state and to Israel's allies is the effective destruction of Hamas as an entity. And people who say, well, what does that mean? It means all active Hamas fighters and Hamas leadership, either incarcerated or dead. That's what it means. There, there, are, there are war aims here that can be expressed in definitive terms, and that will obviously take time. There will be Israeli soldiers and personnel who are lost in this process. There will be civilians who are killed uh, accidentally, but who are killed as the Israeli military tries to get and take out these Hamas members. But we should, we should have no illusion. There should be no, um, no mistake about this. The Israelis are fighting a war that is just and one that they have to see through to its completion or else there will be another attack like what we have seen. Now, Something that has been getting more attention, Clay, in recent uh, recent days is the intentional and widespread uh, sexual violence that Hamas engaged in against Israeli civilians. Uh, initially, the uh, brutality and the viciousness, the sadism of the Hamas attack on October 7th was so overwhelming. Um, it Honestly, reading the details 
does make you want to vomit. Um, it's that level of depravity uh, that I think it was almost hard for people to process, to fully process everything that went on. Um, and, and people have been traumatized just by the amount of trauma that has been inflicted on the Israeli people. Uh, I know people in this country who, who have, been, who have cried and who have had trouble sleeping, um, because of what they've learned about what happened, particularly Jewish friends of mine, what they've learned about what happened to fellow, uh, Jews and Israelis, uh, overseas. So when you have a member of Congress who was asked about the intentional and systemic rape of women and of men and of children by Hamas terrorists as part of this attack. It was clearly decided that this was going to be part of the psychological warfare, right? A systematic campaign of of rape against the Jewish people uh, in this attack on October 7th. When you have a member of Congress who's asked about this, I don't think people would generally expect that this is the Response. This is Representative uh, Jayapal over the weekend. She was asked about this by CNN. Um, this is uh, she's a Democrat from Washington. This is cut 16. Play it. I've condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned all of the actions. Absolutely. I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. With respect, I was just asking about the the women and you turned it back to Israel. I'm asking you about Hamas, in fact. I already answered your question, Dana. I, I said it's horrific, and okay. I think that rape is horrific, sexual assault is horrific. I think that it happens in war situations. However, I think we have to be balanced about bringing in the outrages against Palestinians. And it's horrible, but you're, you don't see Israeli soldiers raping um Well, Dana, I think women. we're not, we're not, I, I don't want this to be the hierarchy of oppressions. I, I mean, I, credit to CNN's uh, Donna Bash there for saying, Dana Bash, whatever, for saying the obvious, which is, no, 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 this isn't one war crime deserves another. Hold on a second. The Israelis do not rape Palestinian men, women, or children as part of their military policy. Hamas does. The Palestinians here did. They're fighters. They're martyrs. They did do this. And the international community has to contend with this and has to understand that the monsters who did this, they must, there must be justice. And that means, you know, you, you can convince me they can be incarcerated for life, but I honestly think that they should be killed. I agree that they should be killed. And this is what she said she doesn't want to get involved in oppression analysis, but this is why she doesn't want to get involved in oppression analysis. Because Hamas is the terror organization that specifically targeted women and children to murder and rape and kidnap. And that has not occurred at all from Israel. Because Israel's response is about defending its own people from ever having this occur again. And there was a front page article in the New York Times on Friday, Buck, saying that remember right afterwards, right after October 7th, we came on and we said, how is this possible? How is it possible that this attack happened? Front page article in the Friday New York Times said Israel had the entire game plan of Hamas, their battle plan, their intended uh, details of the attack, literally had the entire battle plan and said 
there's no way that they could actually implement this. And so they didn't put in place safeguards. And so I do believe while they are responding right now, our analogy of this is basically Israel's 9-11, where when you go back and you look at all of the evidence, it wasn't that this suddenly occurred and there was no idea it might. It was that we missed all of the evidence on 9-11, and now Israel had all the evidence that it needed, and it missed what they were going to do. So I actually think that is an important aspect uh, associated with how this response is now playing out. Uh, but the refusal to condemn is central to this because that also, credit to Dana Bash on CNN, creates what is clear, this is not an even playing field where both sides are committing atrocities. The other thing I would say about this is, increasingly in the United States, the politics of this is becoming more and more of a crisis for Joe Biden. Over the weekend, there was a huge uprising of Arab Americans saying, we will not support Joe Biden. I don't know how much attention you pay to this, Buck, but when they were pressed on you understand that not supporting Joe Biden could mean Donald Trump is in office. They basically said, we don't care. We are opposed to Biden. We're in a situation now where the longer this goes on, Joe Biden is losing support from Arab Americans, which was about a 65% pro-Biden vote. And he's losing support of Jewish voters, which was about a 65% pro-Biden supporter. It's not just that he's losing one side, Buck. It's that the conflict between these two sides is costing Joe Biden immensely in both directions. And if this kind of tension continues, and I'm not sure it will 11 months from now, we'll see. But if it did, Joe Biden, I don't think the math adds up for Joe Biden to be able to win because when these identity politics coalitions collide, you have to pick a side. And the side that anyone with a functional brain should pick here is Israel. But the Democrats are in a tough spot because this is both of their coalitions fighting. You know, there's, there's, as we've discussed, a lot of the, um, a lot of the protests on campus or the riots or whatever's going on is about, sure, anti, anti-Semitism. That's a big part of it. But there's also this sense of a need for, um, people who are, uh, left-wing in their politics and non-white. So, and, you know, and just meaning non-white to have a solidarity with the Palestinians because of, it's interesting, uh, Representative Jayapal says, you know, I don't want to get into, you know, uh, like I- intersectionality and oppression. Well, that's exactly what's going on, though, in this country. I mean, you have all these um, members of Congress, for example, who are the, the ones who are the most outspoken in favor of the Palestinians and Hamas are, non, are not white. They're non-white. They have different ethnicities. And there's this sense of there must be a... Solidarity. We've talked about this, right? Why BLM groups have all this solidarity with the Palestinians, and you say, well, what what is what is that all about? And it's because this is viewed through this conflict is viewed in this country largely through because this country, unfortunately, the left is obsessed with race and obsessed with racial conflict in America, and so the solidarity they have with the Palestinians is overwhelmingly driven by a racial sense of solidarity, as in just non-white. They are non-white, therefore they are oppressed. They're actually Palestinians who are very light-skinned, who are as light-skinned as me, but put that aside, they don't, you know, they're red-haired, blue-eyed Palestinians, they don't care. Um, and there are Israelis who are Ethiopian, and, you know, we've talked about how there's much greater complexity than 
what the actual debate reflects in this country um and and how and how the left treats this issue and deals with this issue but you know there's some there's something very there's something um very different about even in, look Hamas has engaged in suicide bombings at at little girls birthday parties uh Hamas has engaged in suicide bombings at pizzerias just killing everybody that's there and views intentionally doing so. This is not collateral damage. This is kill as many people who are celebrating a birthday or trying to be out at a disco and, and have a night out as they possibly can. But the systematic rape campaign, um, this is something that, uh, you know, this is a level of evil beyond even what we had seen from Hamas in the past. And I think there's a bit of panic on the left because they like to think of Hamas and the you know and the Palestinian people they represent as oh they're they're so oppressed you know they're just fighting back with what they have no no the decision to engage in a systematic rape campaign against people during a terror attack against civilians is a decision of barbarism and evil and sadism um and you know the the head of the Israeli intelligence services is saying basically we're going to hunt every single one of them down and and this is an argument that I would have with absolutely anybody in this country. The Israelis are absolutely right to do so. They actually have a moral and ethical obligation, in my mind, to do so. And nothing can be allowed to uh, stand in the way of this, slow this down. The Biden administration, Clay, is all of a sudden getting a little, oh, but we need balance and we need to... Biden's worried about, you brought this up, he's worried about the Arab-American vote. He's worried about the Muslim vote in this country. And so he's trying to slowly but surely kind of backstab Jewish liberals in this country on this issue. He's trying to get away with it. Yeah, and also keep in mind, even the hostage exchange, we haven't talked about it on this program, but you're talking about babies being exchanged for people who committed actual crimes and Palestine getting back three for every one. There are no babies in the possession of uh, the, the Jewish population. There are no women and children who happen to be kidnapped doing nothing wrong in the possession of the the Jewish people, they are trading actual criminals for a hundred percent innocent people. I mean I've I've spent time with uh, members of the elite Israeli military services, uh you know, Sireth Matkal and and some of these other, you know, sort of close to their equivalent of SEALs or their equivalent of, of Delta special forces. Um if they were ordered to go into a village and rape a bunch of Palestinian women, they wouldn't do it. Now, first of all, they would never be ordered to do it by the Israeli state, but I'm just saying they wouldn't do it. I would stake my life on it. They wouldn't do it. Hamas, though, just did it, you know, broad scale. It wasn't just one or two guys. This Videoed was a plan. and bragged about it, called their parents to talk about how many Jews they had just killed. But so this is why I keep saying that there's this, oh, we need to be careful in our condemnation and what, you know, Representative Jayapal is saying. And, you know, there's bad on both sides. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Not not on my watch. Not today. Not with what we know has happened here and, and what the future is of, of this conflict and what needs to happen in order for the Israeli state to be safe. Um, what what Hamas did is is for currently and forever entirely indefensible. And the left is in a panic because at some level they understand that. At some level there's no way to make it disappear that they beheaded babies and they gang raped women. Because that's not military, that's not resistance, 
That is monstrous evil, and it was done from the command and control level on down by these Hamas monsters, and they need to be hunted down. And whatever we can do to back Israel up in this process is what we should do. All right, I got to switch gears here for a second because look, I know the economy is uh still re- well look, let's let's focus in on what the problem is, right? Things are too expensive. You're paying too much for stuff that you've been paying for your whole life. I know it. I just got out of a uh, Publix here down in uh down in Florida and the prices have gone up for everything. Eggs, which I buy all the time. Obviously, we need gas here. We all need gas to get around. Well, what if I told you I could save you over the course of the year hundreds of dollars and there's no downside. In fact, all there is is upside. Well, this is why you need to check out the Upside app. I've got it on my phone, and it's kind of fun, actually, because you're like, wait, I'm going to get gas. Hold on. What's the best deal? You open up the Upside app on your phone, and it shows you where you can get great discounts on gasoline and on groceries. And you're probably thinking, like, what's the, you know, what's the downside of this? There is no downside. It is all Upside. You can save 50 cents or more per gallon. In grocery shopping, you can save up to 13% off everything that you buy. So if you're looking for cash back when you're at Starbucks or Jersey Mike's or thousands of restaurants too, by the way, Upside will give you the location of every participating location out there. And you can just see it right there on a map on your phone. It's so easy. It's a great app. And you're just getting the stuff you'd normally get, but you're saving money. I mean, my wife, who loves a good deal, loves the Upside app. She's like, wait, we're just going to go to this gas station. We're going to get 50 cents off a gallon. Let's do it. They go for it. Upside app. Type in Clay and Buck. That's the promo code. When you get uh, the Upside app downloaded to your phone, okay, it'll ask you, and you type in Clay and Buck, no spaces in between, you'll get 25 cents back or uh, more on every gallon of your first tank of gas. Download the free Upside app today. Use that promo code Clay and Buck, no spaces in between. Just do this and save yourself money, and it's going to add up to hundreds of dollars. And like I said, there's no fee, there's no downside, only Upside with the Upside app. The supply chain of smarts, sanity, and truth uninterrupted. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time... 
with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Uncle Bill O'Reilly will join us next. We'll see whether or not he stands by Joe Biden not being the nominee. Does he think things are over, Buck? We're sitting exactly six weeks out from the caucus voting beginning in Iowa. Poll is up. If you had to vote today, uh, I'll share this. We can put it up on clayandbuck.com. A lot of you want to vote as well. Nearly 2,500 votes in. Just tweeted it out. If you had to vote today, top four candidates, Trump, DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, Chris Christie. I can't put five up, but up on Twitter at Clay Travis, you can go vote in this, uh, and make your voice heard. And speaking of making your voice heard, a lot of you out there, probably traveling for the holidays. You know what's kind of tough, Buck? You ever get in, I'm not, not going to put you on the spot big time, but you ever get in somewhere, maybe the towels aren't that great. I was mm-hmm. just in a hotel. I'm going to tell you something. Good. I'm a towel snob. I yeah. want nice, fluffy, clean towels. I go into a place I don't like the towels, I might just storm off. It can happen. You don't want to create any more of a fight with your friends and family than already exists. Get hooked up today with My Towels. They come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty, two months to make sure the towels deliver on the promise. I'm sure you're going to love them. Here's how you can get hooked up just in time for the holidays. Go online, MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener's Special Square. That is where you will get hooked up. You can put our names, Clay and Buck, in as the promo code. Get 50% off. This is an incredible offer. Six-piece set, $29.98. If you're feeling a little bit fancy, you can get the designer line just 20 bucks more. These are incredible offers. You are absolutely going to love them. I've been traveling. I tell you, I stayed in a hotel. Didn't love the towels there. Makes a difference. If you're going to have friends and family with you during the holidays, get hooked up today. Also make great gifts. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square. Use our names, Clay and Buck. For the hookup today. Welcome back into Clay and Buck. We've got our friend Bill O'Reilly with us now. 18 number one best-selling books in his Killing series. The latest, which I have a copy of here in studio in my bookshelf, Killing the Witches, the Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. You can also go to BillOReilly.com for the no-spin news. Bill, good to talk to you again. You know, I'm on TV with you guys now, right? I mean, I'm all dressed up. I had to get uh, makeup in here just for you guys. I want to give you a compliment before we uh, start. Last time I was on, we uh, talked a little bit about killing uh, the witches, and it, it spiked up on Amazon about 200 points. It was, you know, early in the distribution of the book. Uh, so far, it sold 250,000 copies in two months 
which in this day and age when, you know, reading is down because of the Internet, because of the cell phone. So you guys have some cloud out there. I'm happy to be back. Killing the Witches is going to be very viable as a Christmas gift. So I hope everybody just takes a look. No, absolutely. And I think it's a fascinating part of history. And so people should should check it out. Um, and, Bill, I wanted to get you to weigh in, if I could, on, on something we were just talking about before. And it's do you see uh, a, a big problem here unfolding for Biden and the Democrats going into this election year where on the one hand, they've got this radical left, pro-Hamas, pro-Palestinian stuff going on on campus, mostly, but some stuff in the media and these, but they, they also want to not be seen as betraying Jewish, uh, American Democrat voters. And it feels like right now, Biden can't make, he can't make both groups happy. Is this a big issue? How do you think it plays out? Well, it's a cumulative effect on Biden. So there's a new Harris poll shows Trump beating Biden pretty handily, particularly when RFK uh, is uh, is polled in the three-way race. Um, so Biden is in a position now where his economic policies are hurting everybody in the sense that the average American household now spends $12,000 more in essentials than it did the last year of Trump. The, the people... People know it. The folks know it. So that's a big, big mark against Biden. On the other stuff, whether it be his age, whether it be Hunter, and there's a report out today that Hunter paid him uh, 1300 a month. It's Picayune, by the way. Uh, they, they still don't have Biden getting a massive amount of money from Hunter's grifting. They may get it, they being the House subcommittee uh, on this because Hunter Biden has to come in to testify in two weeks. But right now, the perception of Biden is he's not doing anything right. Nothing. Now, Jeffrey Katzenberg is running his campaign. You know who Katzenberg is, you guys? I mean, basically one of the biggest Hollywood uh, producers of of all time. Right. Right. So Katzenberg is tied in with Spielberg, is tied in with the whole Hollywood nexus. And those guys are the money behind Joe Biden. All right. That's who's driving the Treasury there. But they don't want anybody sympathizing with Hamas. They are backers of Israel. So that the rank and file progressive left the AOCs, the other crazy squad people, they hate Israel. And the progressive movement hates Israel, thinks it's a fascist nation. But the power behind the Biden campaign, the money men, are all Jewish, and they're pro-Israel. And so Biden's caught right in the middle there, which is why you don't see any strength. And again, it's a cumulative thing. So the economy is hurting the folks. Ukraine is a mess. Israel is a mess. What's going right? That's what's going to sink Biden. Iowa caucus is six weeks from today. Legitimately, January 15th, first votes can be cast associated with 2024. Bill, do you think it is going to be the case that if we finally get down to Ron DeSantis versus Trump or Nikki Haley versus Trump, that anyone out there or, you know, Vivek or whoever would be the final number two candidate, 
that anybody can take down Trump, or do you basically think Trump is the nominee? This thing is effectively over as we sit here six weeks out from the first votes being cast. All you can do is say what would happen today or tomorrow. You can't because there's so many things involved, and it's Donald Trump. Always keep that in mind. So if it's Donald Trump, you don't know what's going to happen on Thursday, okay? Anything could happen. So right now, there's no challenger that's close, and I don't think that's going to change. So there's a debate tonight, uh, Wednesday of this week, News Nation. I'll be part of that, uh, anal- analyzing that. Um, and Nikki Haley has emerged as the strength now against Trump, but she's still, he's still beating her three, four to one. Trump would be wise to put her on the number two and announce that early. That would moderate Trump's position, particularly with women. And he needs, so I don't know if the Trump campaign or the former president himself knows you've got to get more than the MAGA people in a general election. You have to. Puts Paley on the two, which he would take. That really strengthens him. DeSantis, I think, helped himself a little bit last week with the debate against Newsom. And I write about that on BillOReilly.com. Newsom was so appalling. That it made DeSantis look, DeSantis didn't have to do anything. He just said, I'm going to let it, I'm going to let Newsom have my time. That's what he should have just done. You take, (laughs) that's how bad Newsom was. Okay. And, and so DeSantis helped himself a little, but he's not going to win Iowa. And if he doesn't win Iowa, it's over for DeSantis. So the last person standing is Nikki Haley. Trump should co-opt her, take her off the board. Uh, and that would mean the Republicans would be a lot stronger going into next year. Speaking of Bill O'Reilly, Killing the Witches, the latest in the Killing series. And, Bill, uh, people are thinking about gifts for the holidays. You know, people have heard of Salem Witch Trial before. We've talked to you a little bit about it here on the show. What What's new that people will get from the book, um, you know, either in terms of perspective or just historical information? Because I know it's it's selling like crazy, but why is it selling like crazy? Because there's three elements to the book. There's the appalling thing that happened in 1692, all right, um, which people have heard about, but they don't really know how bad it was, all right? So we, we lay it out very vividly. But we begin with the Mayflower. Everybody thinks the Mayflower was the love boat, that it was Carnival Cruise Lines. Hey, Mayflower. No, it was horrendous. Uh, and the fact that these hundred people made it here and then they all went nuts and some of them migrated up to Salem and then that happened. But the real crux of the book is we have freedom of religion because of the Salem witch trials. There's no freedom of religion back in 1692. You did what the Puritan ministers told you to do or you were in the rack or had a, a noose around your neck. Benjamin Franklin picked that up as a teenager in, in Boston, took it to the con- convention. People don't know that, that our freedoms today, a lot of them come from the Salem witch trials. And then there's what's going on today, the witch trials today. In New York State, where I am, the uh, expiration of the um, ability to file a lawsuit that in 1922, somebody did something bad to you, expired 4,000 cases Lawyers are advertising on television. You know, okay, tell me, tell me, tell me. Unbelievable witch hunt. 4,000 cases filed in November alone in New York State. Uh, and some of them are valid, 
But you don't think there's a witch hunt going on? There's not a man in this country that couldn't have his reputation destroyed in a blink of an eye by an attorney if there's money in it. And that's a witch hunt. And it, it is so powerful that has inhibited people on cable news in particular from saying anything. It's scared to death. Um, and so the witch hunt today, no due process. The media just slams the headline. You're through. That ties into what happened in Salem. There's no difference other than the rope. Bill, you and me are on the side of truth, justice, and the American way in believing that Joe Biden's not going to be the nominee. Oh, not again. Every time you come on, I just Nonsense. want us to, again, reinforce how correct yeah, we are. I know. But we, well, we could be wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Bill says we <laughs> could be wrong, Clay. Uh, take the hint, buddy. Because, uh, look, I've been wrong. I was wrong about the midterm elections and it still haunts me. I thought that was going to be a, just a landslide for the right. Join the club. But people yep, are not, yeah. Most of the football raise their kids, so it takes them a little bit longer. But Joe Biden is the second worst president in the nation's history, next to James Buchanan, who did absolutely nothing to stop the That's Civil a great War historical analogy. A lot of people have forgotten about James Buchanan right before uh, right before Abraham Lincoln came in. Right. Biden is the second worst, worse than Herbert Hoover, worse than Warren Harding. I am writing a book as we speak. It will be out next September 24 about every president and how good or bad they were. Every one It's called confronting the presidents. All right. Biden is so bad in every way. And when the liberals come up against me in my no spin news, I say, give me one thing, one thing that Joe Biden has done in three years to improve this country. One thing, they can't do it. Do right. you guys know of one thing? No, he's, he's we've been saying it on the show. I, I, I put so Clay true. on that hot spot. I've said if someone's going to give you a million dollars, what would you say the big Biden victory is? And you know, not being Trump yeah. doesn't count. So we're 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 with you on that one, Bill. Right. Everyone should go. Uh, Bill, Bill uh, go to BillOReilly.com, Bill. We got to cut it here, but everyone should go to the uh, BillOReilly.com site. Also, get the Killing the Witches book, which is out now. Bill, thanks so much. We'll have you back soon. Okay, guys, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Um, man, I, I, by the way, I love the way he tied that into the current situation and, and what's going on, uh, because it should be, it should be troubling to people what's happening. Um, this, this, uh, you know, how, how do you defend yourself from, I know, someone saying, this guy grabbed me 30 years ago? Yeah. How do you prove you didn't? There's and, a and reason by the way, statute is... of limitations exists for a whole lot of things, and, and there are things that it should be expanded to include. I saw three or four different people in New York City who are prominent, Buck, get charged with early 1990s sexual assault allegations, including Mayor Eric Adams of New York City. Leave aside whatever political disagreements you may have. 1993 or 1994, you're going to suddenly say somebody did something to you inappropriate? And you're going to argue that they're responsible for it? This is this is yeah. crazy. And you I know, think more I, and more people are recognizing how crazy it is. This country needs to have a have a real, you know, moment. At least in some states, I should say, it's really states. Um, a real moment about the statute of limitations as it pertains to some of these cases, as you raise. Also, this idea that you can be you can 
lose a civil judgment in a self-defense case after you've been exonerated or at least not guilty in a, you know, in a, in a self-defense case of using a firearm, for example, people still get sued. This is yeah. happening all over the place. So someone breaks into your home, you defend yourself with a firearm, it's totally lawful, either there's no charges brought against you or you're found not guilty in a court, and that person's estate, assuming, you know, the burglar or the home invader, you know, dies in this process, that person's estate can sue you and they yeah. can win. Yeah. This is crazy. I mean, that's the craziness for beyond a reasonable doubt versus, uh, you know, the preponderance of the evidence standard yeah. in civil versus criminal, that area in between the two. But yeah, there's a, look, there are a lot of things that came from the Me Too movement that are unmitigated disasters. And one of them is the ending of any sort of statute of limitations on a state based decision. Yeah. All right. We'll come back here in a second. I want to tell you about something really interesting. Actually, a couple things are really interesting in the realm of technology. And then, um, third hour, Clay and I are going to dive into a big study on masks for kids. Spoiler alert. They're garbage. Come, we'll, we'll come right back. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on but we do it without the left-wing media spin listen to armstrong and getty on demand on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening hey i'm jay shetty and i'm the host of the on purpose podcast on purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier healthier and more healed This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time, with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
One of the most important things happening in the entire world when it comes to technology is artificial intelligence. Some would argue it's right now the most cutting-edge area of of tech, and its presence is already really powerful in smart vehicles, medical advances, customer service communications. I mean, AI is just going to become the future even more so. Writer and tech expert Colin Tedards gives this part of the tech industry, the AI sector, his in-depth attention, and he sees big upside for investors who understand what artificial intelligence is going to do in the years ahead. He's recommending Colin Tedards, a tech company that he thinks could be a huge, huge benefit for your brokerage account. Remember, uh, about a year ago in November, Colin recommended one such tech company and the stock price more than doubled. So people that followed Colin's advice in the past made out great. You can find out more about his next big pick at a website specially set up for you to get information on this, newaiproject.com. That's newaiproject.com. One more time, newaiproject.com, paid for by Brownstone Research. And, Clay, if I can just tell you my favorite news story from over the weekend, the thing that really got me excited, New York City is now setting up cameras that will um, address sound violations from cars, as in cars that have super loud exhausts, super loud engines, playing music crazy loud. They can get fines starting at $800. I love this so much that I want I want to fund some of these in Miami Beach. I will write the check for the city's sound cameras on my block because people need to stop being such selfish jerks, revving their loud motors. Nobody cares. It's a plague for our ears. I could not be more more ticked off about this stuff. I you and sound. Yeah, I know. Um especially I would if I didn't know when I hear you discuss sound, I would think that you grew up on like an Iowa farm with no neighbors like, you know, a hundred miles within your your radius and in absolute silence. Yes, I agree with you that people who go by used to be kind of a big deal. That if you were in your car and you were just, whatever music you've got, you were just playing it as loudly as you possibly could. It feels like that used to be way more socially unacceptable. Now it seems to happen all the time, right? And you're stuck in traffic and somebody happens to sit next to you. But between this and bus 27, you, by the time you get to be 7 or 80, unless your hearing goes, which could happen, yeah. you're going to need to live on a farm. Yeah, well, bus 27, I was victorious in that battle, Correct. I will say. It is now, it now purrs like a kitten. That bus, no problems. And, and people need to be held accountable for their noise pollution. And there are city ordinances against this. It is already against the law. Decibels can be, and in fact, are very, it is very possible to be measured. And, uh, yeah, $800 fines. Oh man. I, I'll, I'll volunteer, Clay. I'll give out the tickets myself. I just need the city to deputize me. I'll do it for New York. I'll do it for Miami. You're loud cars. I'm coming for them, loud car people. I love you with a little notebook, spiral notebook. We come back, masks make no sense. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast. 
Podcast Network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.